0: The Right Time with Bomani Jones is presented by YouTube TV. Try it free today at youtube.com slash NBA23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel anytime. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great podcast, The Dominique Foxworth Show. Twice a week, Dominique brings you his unique perspective on sports, the personality surrounding it, and just about anything else he finds interesting or thinks you might. So check out The Dominique Foxworth Show. Listen wherever you are listening to this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Foxworth Friday. Dominique Foxworth, what's going on?
1: Not much, man. Enjoying uh, the summer months. I had a good conversation on my podcast about that age situation. I
0: honestly
1: wish it had gone better, but it was fun.
0: Uh, The Oakland A's with the uh, the, the, the fan boycott, but it's not a boycott. They're boycotting by actually going to the game. Yeah, and
1: telling them to sell the team. But yeah, you know, you and I both, I think, uh, think like the integration of business in sports is interesting and also damaging in some ways. And I think that uh, in that case, John Fisher is also a bad owner. And it just is a whole complicated mess, which it was all clear in my mind what I was going to say. And then, as I am known to do from time to time, try to say too much in 45 minutes.
0: Nah, it happens. And we're going to talk about uh, this Zion madness and a few other things on the show while I try not to be driven crazy. I've been playing hunt the smoke detector down. I had like three of them apparently go out on me <laughs> at one time and I got two. And the worst thing about my place is all these smoke detectors different. So I don't know till I crack it open whether or not I even got the right battery
1: smoke detectors are an a, a nuisance especially when
0: you record in your home for oh, that's that's the only part that gets me i can ignore it just a little chirp every now and then that ain't a big deal i'm over here petrified I'm like okay it's not in this room it's not in that room i feel like now it's two more smoke detectors i feel like one of them i just changed is actually still out here making this noise and i mean i am not bougie to the point where i'm trying to call in the handy to be like yo you do this man i don't feel like it.
1: Smoke detectors, I don't know the the idea behind it, but why they don't got uniform batteries? Like, it's, it should be I mean, a uniform battery for smoke detectors.
0: I can't figure out why I have counted no fewer than three brands of smoke detector in here. Yeah, you would think that's a business that
1: wouldn't be worth getting in like somebody should take it over and and make it work like it shouldn't be a whole bunch of smoke detectors especially yo, in one house that's yo
0: that just that tells me that whoever owns this building is shopping for smoke detectors sorting from low to high <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whatever come up up top this time okay well this is what we going to get
1: that sounds about right i mean they landlords that's what they do
0: yeah man so i talked a little bit about the zion thing with uh vinny on wednesday but before i came in here you know i would normally watch the espn suite of programs before i come in uh we started the show a little bit later recording we normally record at 10 o'clock we did it a little late which means i could watch the first take and it was Perk and uh jay williams which is always a delightful uh combination (laughs) to have together um that's a whole lot of those like one of my homeboys i'm pretty sure is listening to this right now and we talk about another homeboy And that homeboy is a little in line with like Jay Will. And the first homeboy is more in line with Perk, though they are not the same. There is some similarity. And the one that's like Perk says about the other one he used to say back in the day, he's like, I love him. He is not my kind of dude. But I loved him, and I get the feeling that that's kind of the dynamic that those two got. Even if they cool, they're like, "Yo, I normally don't really kick it with cats like that, though." <laughs> that makes for the best entertainment
1: sometimes. There's yes, strong opinion guys who don't really get along but respect each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like they may even like get along and like each other, right? But they not each other kind of dude. Yeah, they wouldn't seek each other out. Like if they went to school together, <laughs> affirmative, affirmative, affirmative. <laughs> Nobody else got another dude in like the core crew. Right. Like, like the like the day ones, neither has a day one like the other. After practice, they are going their separate ways. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but we're talking about the Zion Williamson trade or not the trade because there hasn't been a trade. though who knows? By the time you hear this, maybe, though, I highly doubt it. Um, But the idea of Zion being traded to Portland. And I thought that Jay was making a reasonable argument that right now. For a lot of people, the value of Zion would be so low just to think that it's at the point where a team would consider trading him, right? Like, are you going to be able to get the farm in a trade for Zion Williamson? And thereby, he thinks that New Orleans is kind of stuck with him. But on the other side, because Portland is the team that we hear come up a lot in this discussion. And the thought was that if you're trying to keep Damian Lillard, then trading Zion Williamson is not going to be the move that allows you to do that he like jay doesn't think that zion would be the one to make dane be like nah you know what i'm gonna stick around in portland and uh i have to say yes he is um i think so i see the dominique okay. fosper look on his face here's all this is my thought on this okay he spent a lot of time talking about Jalen brown and the supermax and i think that the more that i listen to more people and the more that i thought about it I personally came to the conclusion that the Celtics are going to be stuck with him because it's just so hard to go get another one of him. Mm -hmm. It's really, really difficult. You're not going to be able to do it. And so they're going to have to figure out a way to make it work with those two guys that you have. Though you and I seem to be kind of on the same path of, but he can't dribble, right? (laughs) Like like $60 million, comma, but he can't dribble. Let me ask you this. What do you think is more likely? Zion Williamson grows up or Jalen Brown learns how to dribble? Because I think it's more likely that Zion Williamson grows up. Yeah,
1: I think the, the ma- maturity factor for Zion Williamson, the understanding of what's expected of him and all that stuff, I think is much more likely. My assumption is that Jalen Brown, he strikes me as a pretty bright person that he knew he couldn't dribble. He's known he can't dribble for several years now. And my assumption is every off season, he's tried to address it. So at this point, that's something that ain't going to change, which is fine. I've been working on my jumper for a long time. I ain't never going to shoot 40%. It's just not going to happen. And I've come to uh, accept that. I got a hoop in my backyard. And I shoot every now and then. And I'm just not a shooter. I'm an athlete. I'm a slasher. That's what I am. And and Jalen, same sort of guy.
0: Now, while I am inclined to push back on the uh Jalen Brown, fairly bright thing, as we did have the yeah. discussion before, you may recall you had right. to decide that you were not going to yeah. do that once you realized he had put his career in the hands of Antonio Brown. I um, mean,
1: I, I think fa- I think fairly bright is uh, is not what I was is not what it what it sounds like. You, I just mean, got you, you got to be an imbecile to not know <laughs> yeah. that you can't dribble. everybody been telling you it. So that's what I meant. I wasn't trying to say right, that. Yeah, we are, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. on the
0: same page there, right? But I had the same thought as you. Uh-huh. I do not believe that Jalen Brown just gave up on dribbling, or dribbling and just decided he didn't need it. Look, in some examples, it happens, right? Clyde Drexler one day was like, left hand, way left hand, right? Like, I don't, I don't need this for X, Y, and Z reason. And by the way, didn't need it not even a little bit, unnecessary component of his gang, But I don't think that's going to come around. With Zion, I do think it's very clear his organization is down on him. The fact that we're even hearing about any of this is a bad sign for him in terms of how people feel about him, people I've talked to. It doesn't sound like his teammates are too thrilled with him and what his get down has been. That is all bad, all, 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 all bad, all terrible. And when he was playing, they had the best record in the West. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, that. that's that's that, that's kind of hard for me to shake when right. they had him. If you put him out there with Dame and I think what you wind up with, if he gets to Portland with Dame and Chauncey Billups, there's some standards here. Right. There's a measure of accountability here. And the owner can give you free run of the place, like apparently is the cl- case for the Pelicans. But there's going to be people on the ground that is mm-hmm. like, hey. We ain't going for this. This is what it's got to be. You make that for the number three pick. You make that trade. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think that there are only a few places that can address whatever issues we're hearing about Zion's maturity. There's only a few places, I think, and people have to have credibility. They have to have credibility to do it. And Damien has credibility. I guess where I've frowned up a little bit is I don't know what, what Zion is made of. Like, I think we have to accept that he has not um, committed himself to the game to the degree that yes. you need a superstar. So I think that Dame is a leader, and he knows how to lead, and we've all been made well aware of the way that he leads. I don't know that that's going to work for Big Z. And if, I'm not saying it will or it won't, but I'm saying that I don't know. And I can see Damian Lillard looking at that like,
0: I don't want this project, but you're right, the talent. the talent Gotta give it a try. Got to play the win. Got to play the win. This is not like I'm betting on Michael Beasley when Beasley had never demonstrated that he was going to be that guy by the time it happened. I'm trying to think of a dude who has actually demonstrated that he can be that guy. And I think that Zion has demonstrated that you could, you could make the argument about how few games he's played and everything else. Cool. But I can't think of a guy who's demonstrated it and you don't, give it a go like I just don't like an example to me is Joel Embiid where while we do the math on Zion and how many games he has and has not played Joel Embiid missed two seasons off the rip and then that next season only played 37 games Now they were over 500 in those games that he played as I recall but I think he only played 37 games after that they still gave him the extension because he actually got out there and demonstrated that he could be that guy and look we got criticisms of him on the back end but nobody's criticizing the fact that they decided to make that run and all the stuff about dedication to the game and diet and all of that. Remember the all the stuff about uh, Joel drinking all the Shirley temples and everything else, like all that stuff was there. And even if right now he doesn't look like the guy that can lead you to a championship, he is the guy that's made them relevant basically for seven years, six, seven years. Like he's, he's done that. You make that run. If I'm Portland and look, I, I watched a little Scoot Henderson and I am on board. I want to be very, very clear about this, but this ain't a promise, yeah. right? This ain't big Vic. Yeah. I'm not on board for Scoot and and uh
1: like superstar build the yes. team around level. And Zion, I'm on board for that. I think what it boils down to is probability and the probability that you get a, a number three pick in here. And it's either Scoot or Miller or the twins, one of the twins. Mm -hmm. The probability that they grow into someone you can build a team around. Well, first of all, that they grow into it, it's low. That they're it next year, it's zero. Zero. (laughs) So, like, it's zero that they're it next year. And Damien, his window's closed. You need somebody who's right now. So, like, while I frown my face up, because I'm imagining the marriage of Lillard and Williamson is not going to be completely smooth. I think if you're given the opportunity, that's the best probability you have to win a championship. So yeah, that's always the risk you're going to take is, or it's always the risk you should take It's all right. We're hoping that one, he stays healthy and two, all of this stuff has helped to accelerate his maturation. And, when he gets here, the culture that we've established and the leader that we have will also help to accelerate his maturation and then he stays healthy and we can do something about it. So, yeah, I'm on board for it, depending on the price, obviously, but I'm on board for it if I'm um
0: Portland. I tell you this, even if we ain't talking about Portland, boy, don't mess around and let Pat find a way to get Zion. Zion going to be out there looking like one of the X-Men if he play for the Heat. Now, don't get me wrong. The bopper's about to be ready. Like like it has been demonstrated that if you if you bring Zion to Miami, he going to have to live at UD house. Hey, Zion has got a type.
1: And and that is a type that is plentiful down there in the swamp of Miami. I was just down there last week and they moved off of South Beach. So I wasn't even on South Beach. I was in downtown Miami. And yeah everything that he hoped and dreamed is going to be Woo-hoo. right there in front of his face. So Woo-hoo. I know the food in, in New Orleans is great.
0: Yeah. That'll be the tough one for him. He'd be like, <laughs> yeah, dog, but it's baby. he be bussing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's going to be a, a challenge to my man's willpower. But I, I mean, I think that that speaks to the point I was making earlier was like, it's only a few organizations and people that have the credibility. And I think Jimmy Butler, Pat Riley and the heat, are at the top of the list where people sign there it's kind of like the Patriots. It's like you sign up because you know what you're getting yourself into, yeah you don't nobody get there and try to manipulate the process and he if he ends up down there, I don't know how it's gonna work out, but if he ends up down there, y'all better watch the hell out
0: <laughs> boy i mean if i I'm, I'm Pat, I'm working it out. Yeah. I'm figuring it out one way or another that we getting down here, any of y'all can go. I'll trade every single one of you. If I have to, unless Spo be the one to figure out how to make this happen, right? You're basically giving him a version very similar to the best LeBron James that he had. Now, of course, LeBron was a better shooter, but right. the idea of having a guy with that size and handle and the ability to get to the basket, who's also a pretty good passer, he's obviously not LeBron James yeah. when we talk about passing, but Spoke figure something out with that, putting Zion in the middle of that zone. They can can figure something out with that one. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. But you and I would talk about something briefly uh, before we started this. And it's something that kind of frustrates us all, which is the professionalization of athletes at such a young age at this point, particularly with basketball players, because you can identify the ones you think going to be it so easy. And they're all already preparing to basically just be corporate bots and don't say anything interesting, don't do anything interesting, but they understand that that this is a job and they get it very early. Zion is interesting because he was not professionalized in that way. He is not a product of the AAU system in that way. He did not go to one of them basketball schools. Y'all saw them little Caucasian boys he was out there hooping with in South Carolina. Um, he, he is not locked in like that. He does not seem to have the kind of corporate machine around him also to make sure that he gets himself locked in. He doesn't have that. Like He could have actually stood to be treated a little bit less like a human when he was a
1: child. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's the the give and take because we were talking about in how we miss the characters in sports. And I was making the point that, yeah, they, they train it out of them at a at a young age. They didn't get to train it. Like the good comes with the bad. The bad is we don't get those characters anymore. The good is by and large, you get guys that I'm, mature at least um professionally to the point where they show up knowing what to do like Jason Tatum was good off the break and Jason Tatum was already working on new moves every off season like those are the things you get. but also when you interview them you fall asleep. <laughs> it's just just <laughs> terribly boring. you have to come for the game you aren't coming for the entertainment and the way that it impacts the the league in the whole is you were making the point again before we started that it's fine if the top tier guys, don't have no personality. That's fine. But we need everybody else to be a character. But the problem is everybody training to be LeBron. Everybody yes, out here, like, man, I can't wait to be uh McKee. <laughs> I'm trying to be McKee on the wing. Let me be one of the Davis brothers. Like, Yo, nobody man, wants to be that. A
0: few more people need to be shooting for a 10-year vet. <laughs> you know, like, hey, 10-year vet, great life that come. Yeah be a 10 year vet need a few more people shooting for that one right there you want to be a local star you know what I'm saying yeah. everybody thinks they about to be the one carrying an entire shoe brand on they back and they're wrong it's yeah. only like two or three of those guys who become that and now it's interesting because that 2019 draft that we now talk so much about the two guys at the top are two guys who were not preparing to be LeBron who were not preparing to be those guys and now they got different sets of problems but problems nonetheless that seem so that seem like they might have could have got fixed if somebody was trying to prepare them to be LeBron
1: Yeah. Yeah. If somebody was was in my man uh, jazz ear from a young age, I I think we have a different situation than we have right now. And definitely the same is true for Zion, because you have there are systems for the things that trip Zion up. So like the diet and working out. Yeah, obviously, we have refined that by this point, if you have been in this system. But also the extracurriculars, there are people who handle that. There is yes. someone in the crew whose responsibility it is to be the DM man. So you are <laughs> not, they can screenshot all the DMs that he sent that you want. And then they put a post them online. And you're like, nah, that man, I don't know nothing about that. He's using my name. Like it never becomes a thing. <laughs> there is a process for this that, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. You don't clean your own house. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: These cats, man, it's a, it's a time. With all of these things and looking at it, and I feel bad for Zion to a degree. Um, I mean, he's making a series of horrific decisions, yeah. but he also seems to very clearly be a gentleman that really ain't got nobody to talk to about the things that he's going through. Right, like that. That that seems to be the one. Who are you supposed to go to about this? <laughs> oh, that that wasn't rhetorical. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Like no who are you, who are you
1: supposed to go holla at? Yeah, there's nobody to holler at. I mean, someone need to come to you, and it seemed like this would be uh, an older vet need to come to you and say, like, look, bro, this is how we normally handle this. This, yeah. is, what, like, this is what you do. You, you ain't got to tell everybody you love them. Like, some people <laughs> understand <laughs> the situation, and some people are in it for the same thing that you're in it for. Also, Yo, you don't have to fall in love every time. These are things that somebody <laughs> will tell you.
0: Yo, let me tell you something. I was talking to a former NBA player um and he used to play for the rockets i get the feeling that the vet he's talking about in this case is tracy mcgrady but it's just a guess but anyway this player tells me that he had gotten traded from one team to another or something like that and when he left the other team he had a check that he hadn't deposited yet right and then paychecks come on nba letterhead right or mm-hmm. team letterhead or whichever one it is and so he said, and it's in Houston, so I could just imagine this whole scene. This is such a Houston scene. Say so he walk in and he deposit that check, puts the deposit slip, hands that check over. He say the teller start giving them the up and down, you know, giving them the eyes, you know, giving them all that. And he was feeling like a baller, so he took a pen, wrote down his phone number, slid it through the little mama. Say so he come back to the locker room. And he telling them dudes like, yeah, man, I went in there. dog. She was all over me, man. of that number. And he said the vet looked at him and was like, okay, so you walked in there with this check for how much? And it's got an NBA logo on it. And you think and you just think you that cute. <laughs> That's what you think. You think you think you just think you that fine. And he was like, yep. All right. I I see you. I I, I see what you say. The Pelicans have (laughs) not appeared to have that gentleman. Herb Jones may be name Herb and talk like he do, but he ain't skipped the line in every way, right? Like he he, he CJ I guess CJ got there late. Yeah, CJ got CJ got there late. CJ CJ got there late. That is you know maybe a little too late for him to be there but he needed like when David West played for them down there Stacey Ogden was on the team right like that's that's what he needs. you know
1: I got a, a a similar story when I first got to Denver my first week there like voluntary minicamps camps or rookie minor camps or something like that I go to the mall and I'm just in my regular clothes and uh, I'm feeling confident I'm feeling good about myself so I just go I run in, and I see somebody that I think's attractive. Shoot my shot. We exchange numbers and we talk and whatever. And then uh, I go home. I come back the next week, and she was like, uh, "I just feel like I need to tell you you something." I was like, "Oh okay, go ahead, whatever. What's up?" It's like, "Well, I mean, I used to date," and she uh, named two different of my teammates them cities is small and ain't no baddies in your city that have not at least been approached. Yes. (laughs) Just so you know. And I was like, I appreciate your honesty and the forthright nature. She was, uh, she was much older than me too. But (laughs) I learned real quick that eh,
0: you are not alone. Man. Look, I was got, 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 don't worry guys. It's not going to go where you think it is. (laughs) Um, But I remember it was one of my early trips to New York. And I'm standing there by the baggage carousel. This was probably about 10 years ago now. Not 10 years ago. And I'm standing there. And this very striking, dark-haired woman walk up to me. And I wouldn't say she was like foing, but it was like, hey, what's up? Yeah. She walk up to me. She's like, and I'm waiting the cab line, taking forever. She walk up to me like, hey, you need a ride? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. She was an unlicensed uh, taxi cab operator. <laughs> dog i don't even remember how much money she charged me for that ride man (laughs) but it was a plenty and it was all just because i was like yeah i'm going where you going right like i wasn't even trying to holler at her right i wasn't even playing and i'm like man if i could get got like that and i was in my (laughs) mid-30s
1: yeah a smart guy in his mid-30s and just like yeah that's do I stand in this line in this heat and wait for a cab or do I go
0: no. with her? And when it happened, all I could do was just laugh. I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. You, you run this three, four times a day and <laughs> it worked. And I, I, my only problem was what was I given to make it so clear that I was that guy, right? And she apparently had picked out youngish black dudes. That's yeah. my rule.
1: <laughs> she, she know she mm-hmm. know i uh, one of my friends who was uh, a, a woman was just talking about how hard it is to meet people and whatever and she's like man i need to lose weight." this is like a couple years ago i need to lose weight and whatever and i was like no actually i mean you just gotta find your room because this is like this is making you sad this all this dieted and working out like you know what as as they say in, what was that friday after next when uh the landlord came to the door and they made fun of her mustache, she responded to them by saying, "I know somebody who like it. Yep. <laughs> that's all you need. Just find yeah, somebody man. who
0: like it." <laughs> yeah, I be feeling bad on that weight thing when people get there because you really there are two plays that work. People only think there's one play. You either need to go like down to the noteworthy place or up to the noteworthy <laughs> place because we all know somebody that's yeah. just like yo. If you could get this up to about two fifteen.
1: Ain't no room in the game for tweeners. <laughs> ain't no room right. in the game for the tweeners. You, you better do something. Be a,
0: you don't want to be a six seven power forward, <laughs> like you know, you know, like you know what you don't want to be in football two hundred and sixty pounds. Uh-uh. There's nope. not a lot of places left in the game for somebody that weighs two hundred and sixty pounds. Like if you maybe if you can catch a tight end, that's fine, right? Yeah. But if you like six, two, 260 game ain't really got no room for you. Yeah,
1: we ain't we ain't with the fullbacks no more
0: no no like, that's it. thumper linebacker yeah.
1: oh, nah we're not doing that no more you better get down to 242 and be a super athlete even the <laughs> yes. edge rushes
0: yeah like we got all kinds of places for 220 not as many places <laughs> as we used to have because the thumper safety is now like deregulated out of the game but or or a weight that's really gotten odd like it's like the the 285 pound offensive lineman nah there's not a lot of plays for 285 unless you play what five technique defensive end, and you still yeah. might want to get a little heftier. Yeah,
1: that stuff always like uh it kind of blows my mind how random all this stuff is. Is like they're like I think about Shaquille Griffin now as a player who 15 years ago would not have made it in NFL. Like he just wouldn't. Now he's an all pro. But like if uh there's a bigger linebacker that there's no job for you in football. Like it's just random. Like, had you been born 20 years ago, you might be an all time. Great. And like the run stuff and nose tackle, like you don't in school, you often like see your coaches or teachers, or at least when I was there, the fat kids, they're like, man, you need to play football. Yes. D line. No more, not no more. Like Aaron Donald, what we looking for? We not looking for the, where, what, what sport do the big kids play now?
0: Well, like they still make three hundred forty pound defensive tackles, but you have to be Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, like you got to be a like, monster. Yeah, being three forty and sturdy is no longer enough. You're also gonna need a swim move. <laughs> <laughs> got to be explosive. Need some yeah. bend.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not. Uh, yeah, Vita Vea, like another guy who is yeah. more athlete than you think.
0: right, right. Like, like the 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 Sam Adams, Tony Siri, Goosey combination. And see, to me, what would have happened with Sam Adams, because he wasn't always that big, is he would have stayed at a different weight place yeah. and been more of a hellraiser than him figuring out, okay, so you're saying I can just keep on eating and hold yeah. my spot? Like Ted Washington, we got nowhere for you, Ted Washington. Remember Gil-
1: Gilbert Brown? Was Gilbert
0: that? Brown. Dude, yeah. I w- Gilbert Brown was the guy I was thinking about when I was thinking about Dexter Lawrence, because I'm sure they listed Gilbert Brown in like 340, but your 340 doesn't work anymore. Uh-
1: are we supposed to accept that uh, Jokic is actually two eighty? Because I ain't buying it. You can't be seven feet tall and and not be rail thin and be
0: under three hundred pounds. It's a tough sell. I I <laughs> I, I do agree. Bowl he... bowl. All
1: right. <laughs> Jokic, no
0: chance. Okay, so I do remember Shaq first getting to the league was like seven one two ninety five three, like between two ninety five and three hundred five, right there, and that's him perfectly sculpted and everything else i feel like Jokic is kind of in i, I you could sell me on 295
1: was he 611 he's not actually yeah. over foot. like 611 yeah but man i feel like one of his arms is 50 pounds like it's starting <laughs> we we had a jump off point of 100 just with the arms lower body 150 you trying to tell me his torso his head not putting him over 300
0: <laughs> no. hey, 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 hey. that bad so ready to go back to sambor like by the time you get this, I'm sure he will be right there back he there. He'll flap his wings, his own wings, if he got to do it. He's so ready to go back. Like I've seen the discussion about whether or not Jokic likes basketball, and it is very clear that he likes basketball a lot. Like I don't, yeah. I think that he's not the most demonstrative cat, but he's not. He does not do anything to make me think that he doesn't enjoy the game. I think that a lot of the pop and circumstance doesn't really do it for him. But the thing that really doesn't seem to do it for him is. He's just this America thing just ain't all it's cracked up to be. I'll talk yeah. about Florida James about this. And I think that's the part that people are missing. They like all these trophies and all these parades and everything else. No, nah, man, I'm just trying to get back to the crib. Yeah,
1: I think that all of us like pomp and cir- circumstance, all of us like do the things that we do because we want to get to the, like the point of doing all this stuff is to get the rewards. It seems as if, the things that we consider rewards are of no value to him. So, yeah, I don't agree with anyone who says he doesn't like basketball, but he don't like all the stuff that we like, all the stuff that we're like, I, I can't wait to get to the league because you say like, man, I'm a play. It's going to be so fun. No, you want to get to the league so you get that money. You can get the attention yes. of women. You can get a big house and a fancy car. You can get people talking about how great you are. He don't got no time for any of that. He just want to play ball. You don't yep. want to do no interviews. You don't want to talk to Taylor Rooks. You don't want you don't want to hang out at all.
0: Just give one, me the ball and get on my way. He the one dude sitting with Taylor Rooks and treat not telling her none of no secrets, <laughs> man. Who cares? I forget who the first person was to put that on the internet. They say, man, if dudes be sitting down with Taylor and it's all cap. It's either relate. all truth or all cap.
1: <laughs> I can relate. When I was in my, <laughs> my early 20s, yeah, I'd, I'd have told you anything you <laughs>
0: would be telling Taylor, Taylor all the stuff, all the stuff, either the most heartfelt stuff or like, yeah, you know, I shot five dudes one time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it just it, it it don't really be nowhere in between. It it winds up being that level. But no, nah, you're right. I just don't like. I listened to him talk about the process of like you gotta you know you gotta fail a little bit to get there and then you get better and then you get to the end. That's not the way a person talks if they're not into what it is that they're doing. Right? I did find it odd that like the championship came and he definitely seemed to be the person like the least happy in the whole building. But then he wound up coming up on his brothers and then it, I saw it all come up there. That's when I was just like, oh yeah, this America thing. This 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 does he he feels a remove. From the culture that he lives in, which totally makes sense.
1: And I think it also is just uncomfortable for certain people to like be in front of the cameras and be around all this stuff. Because I don't think for a second that he isn't happy that they won, but don't mean he wanna talk about it, or that don't mean he wanna spray champagne in front of your cameras or or he wanna sit down and chat with you, you know, like when he was around his brothers, because I think that's that's what it's always about to me is the journey with someone or with a group yeah like that's the thing and with his brothers you saw it come out because he's probably thinking like where we came from what we've been through can you imagine we here
0: right now he ain't gonna get that to
1: you malika right right? (laughs) to his brothers oh yeah
0: y'all got that so ramona shelburne i thought wrote a very interesting story about kind of the like Jokic and murray and a little bit of contrast of how they came up in these different ways um and there was a very interesting thing in the story where they said there's an old saying in the the yugoslav countries you're either a colonel or you're dead right like that's that that's how it goes either you either you 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 at war or you dead like this this is this is what it's going to be right and so the the point that they were making is that there's basically there's always tomorrow and that it's hard culturally to stay in a moment like that because, yeah. hey, man, you can't, you got to be on swivel. Like, Jokers was born in the middle of this war, right? He's born in 95. And we also got to remember, and I hadn't, you can see it, but I hadn't really thought about it. His brothers are much older than him. Mm. brothers are like 13 years older than him, 10 years older than him. Like, one of them Jokers picked him up. Yeah. Like, after the game, that's what I was like, oh, you're not just little brother. Your baby brother, like I got the same role in my family, right? right? I was like, oh, your baby brother. A lot of this then started to make sense because it's almost like a high school graduation is really for the parents. Yeah. More so than it is for the kid. Right. I felt a a a measure of that in watching his brothers because they was gassed, boy. They was loving every minute of it.
1: It was relief for him yeah. until he saw how happy it made them. But yeah, in most part it was like, all right. I set out to do this thing. I've accomplished it. I've gotten there. Now can y'all leave me alone? Yes. <laughs> I just want to go
0: back over there. <laughs> yeah, he's the opposite of his man Nurkic, who was on that team when he got there. Nurkic look, I told you, man, I saw Nurkic at some believe. He loved that NBA life. I mean, it's
1: hard to imagine how you could not. Like it's <laughs> it's everything, and it's not just us, like everybody in the world. At least that's what we are taught to believe. Everybody in the world want to be rich in America and successful in America. He the only one that I've ever met. Like all of them pretend like uh, I don't care nothing about this or they're like, man, 80 percent is about the game. 20 percent is about all this other stuff. When in actuality, it's like 50-50 and sometimes 40-60 in the wrong direction for some guys, which is mm-hmm. fine. I'm not judging you. I get it. You young, rich, and successful. Yeah. That other stuff is awesome. But he don't want nothing to do with none of that, which does not compute for me. No. Like, you don't, like none of this seems exciting or interesting to you? <laughs> Every the best of what we got in this fine country, none yeah. of it is like, yeah.
0: Not even your first night at the club? <laughs> that dude, right? right? Yeah. That, that, that first time that you rolled out, it's like, oh, okay you 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 different this is this is what it is i had a thought also about like the way the nuggets constructed that team and i think i talked to Vinny about this on the phone i don't think we talked about this on the podcast but this is where i think the nuggets deserve more credit than they get for the Jokic thing so yeah they took him at 41 nobody there is pretending like they thought it was going to turn into this right like i appreciate people being on like with steph Nobody actually thought it was going to turn into this. No matter how good you thought it was going to turn out, you ain't think it was going to be this, right? Be real about that part. Okay. But the only way I think this Jokic thing works, you had to turn the whole thing over to him. Like he can't just be a role player. He had to be the center of the universe of what it is that you run in order for you to actually get the benefits out of having him. And they did. And that's the thing that's kind of wild to do with the second round pick It's just like, all right, you are the son, And what's the model they have to follow? I think that
1: makes it even more impressive. It's like they it's it's very much like you see a good football coach do It's like, all right, these are the pieces we got. This is the scheme we're going to run. It ain't what we ran last year. But these are the pieces we got this year. We're going to focus on that. It's not something you often see in basketball because it's kind of like there is one way to play basketball. You see it more now, but nobody was doing it the way that they're doing it. They got a player that nobody else had. And what probably has happened hundreds of times over the history of multiple leagues is when you get a player like that who is that unique, you try to squeeze him into a role and he never quite reaches his potential. But they were like, man. Let's let him do what he do more often. Let's find players that compliment him. Let's build this around. So like it is, I know no one likes that quote. Was it, uh, was it Reinsdorf that said that organizations oh, yeah, win championships? Oh, Jerry Krause said organizations win championship. Yeah, that seems a little stupid, but it ain't all the way stupid. No, it's
0: not. Yeah. It's not. We've seen players in many places that we thought looked like champions for whatever reason, not be able to get it done. Wow, we now we started this with, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And I keep referring to everything we talked about in the five minutes before we actually got <laughs> on the show. So apparently we had a little more cracking, yeah. you know, than we realized. But um, if you guys get a chance, uh, the 30 for 30 luckiest guy in the world about Bill Walton's four-hour doc, uh, Steve James, the director of Hoop Dreams and a few other things did it. My man, Ezra Edelman served as an executive producer on it. Check it out. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and one thing that was, for me, interesting slash important about it is The 1960s and 70s are a poorly canonized period of time for the NBA. Like one of their problems I think they have is that baseball always did a great job of making legends of their past and doing it as it went. Football through NFL films did a good job of making us know the things that happened in the 60s and 70s. The 70s are like a wasteland for the NBA. It was two different leagues, a lot going on. We all talk all this about Kareem, but how much young Kareem have you actually watched, you know, like seen clips of? And so I probably watched more Bill Walton in this documentary than I had before. Now, one conclusion that I came away from from that documentary about Bill Walton was. My daddy was hating. Bill Walton was as cold as he wanted to be. My daddy's whole thing was how dare you intimate or imply that he is as good as Kareem. He he smelled it. He, 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 He got a whiff. What was going on out there? Bro, they showed them clips of Bill Walton in the 1977 Western Conference Finals against Kareem. And let me tell you something, brother. He may not have been as good as Kareem, but it was coming, right? Like, he's five years after Kareem in the way that Jordan came in the league five years after Magic, right? Like, he was, he was that dude, but he was also that passer, right? And the guy that gets the rebound and his immediate thought is the outlet pass, all of that stuff. Not just because he the white dude, but that's kind of maybe the closest archetype that we have, except for Walton was a more explosive type of player than Jokic was. Like, he was putting it on the ground, bringing it to the rack, banging, like, all of this. I watched that, and I really was just like, damn, man, I ain't realized my daddy could hate like that. I got to go back and reevaluate every single white player that I did not see (laughs) with my own two eyes. (laughs) Except for Jerry West. Uh, All the old brothers still love Jerry West. They, for whatever reason, they never had to answer. They never required Jerry West answer for nothing. But the rest of you.
1: I started rewatching, not rewatching. I started watching a lot of these old games because like it finally dawned on me. I was having conversations with Charlie on my podcast about all players as we're ranking them. And mostly it was about Jokic compared to these other players and everything I know about Kareem. And it didn't strike me. As true until I actually like sat down and watched it. Everything I know about Kareem is like highlights and stuff other people told me. Right, you know what I mean. So, like, I sat down and watched a few of Kareem's like actual full games. One thing I learned is they used to do jump ball at the beginning of every quarter. I didn't know that. Oh, that was right. a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, it was the Knicks game that I saw. Was, I was like they jumping it up again. I thought that was the end of the first quarter, but I saw how exceptional a player he was, and so. The arguments about players, the evolution of the game and the evolution of the athletes like it. It's real when you watch everybody, but it's fake when you watch special players. Those guys are just as explosive, just as athletic, just as unique as all the players they are today. I have not gotten around to my Bill Walton rewatch. I will watch the documentary that'll help me um, understand it. But we aren't making new people like these aren't new people that we're getting today the game is just we're seeing more of it and the game has evolved to allow for them to be successful
0: let me so let me tell you what i saw for kareem in that bill walton documentary that i didn't realize was a thing the left-handed skyhook <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like the 15 foot left-handed skyhook you <laughs> can do that with both hands that is ridiculous man
1: like he's just unguardable
0: What am I supposed to do if he could do that with both hands?
1: He was very much like Jokic in that watching him play, there's like, uh, apathy is the wrong word, but there's a like workman like, all right, I got a job to do. All right, come down this block. Bang, bang, bang. Mm, Take that. All right, back on defense. I'm not going to give you any more or any less that is required to accomplish this job and i'm sure it changes in the finals but i was watching regular season games and he just yeah all right cool <laughs> not all that happy about it not interested in talking to your reporters i think they tried to hit him with a little little halftime chit chat they learned quickly i'm sure that he gonna give you that greg popovich i ain't here for all that i don't want to talk to you give me the ball let's play basketball let's move on
0: Hey, let me let me ask you this about watching some of these old clips because I'm wondering if you noticed something that I noticed, and maybe part of this is just a function of the fact that they was out here wearing smaller uniforms. But hey, man, they may not have had all the weightlifting and all this stuff that we got today, but a lot of them cats was the the these dudes couldn't play today. Yeah, not a lot of them couldn't. Yeah, a yeah. lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of them could. They were just doing pull ups, making yeah. it happen. I was I was on that
1: these dudes couldn't play the game today thing until I started watching. And it was like, yeah, maybe some of them couldn't. Yeah. I, I think that's, and that's a part of the professionalization that we talked about is yeah, the, I think the mid to lower section of the NBA is vastly more talented and skilled yes. than they were in the past. And that's what I think you get when you watch those games is you like, when one of those guys get the ball, you like, ugh. This league stank, <laughs> you know. I, yeah, I see, Guy, I saw a couple guys dribbling on the left side of the court with their right hand. And this was like in the late 70s. Yeah. Like, this, this ain't black and white. We had color television and they just driving on the left side, with their right hand. When I was growing up in the 90s, we got made fun of at the park for doing that. Yes. It's like, and it, it was crazy. But then when you look at the top of the league, yeah, some people got left-handed got Hooks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he could do that anywhere. You know, like, at any time. Take me 100 years in the future and drop uh, Kareem off there. He going to be an MVP of the league.
0: Yo, that's one thing I ain't letting these old folks fool us about, by the way. Don't be talking to me about how they ain't got no fundamentals no more. Y'all's fundamentals back then Booty. was not nearly <laughs> as sharp as you talk about them being. Like, there was some elements of the game, like, with footwork type stuff because the yeah. game was more compressed that you had to maybe be better at in ways, right? And they like, this generation is not very good at the entry pass. You are correct. All those things hold. However, as you just said, them cats dribbling on the wrong side with the wrong hand. Like, think about the idea that there was a time when the crossover dribble was a revolution. (laughs) Like, I got the ball in my right hand. I bring it back over to my left. How had nobody thought of that before? It's like there was
1: no idea of athleticism using your athleticism, and I guess that is the one criticism you can have of those all-time greats: is every week or every game they're not going up against all-time greats. They had mm-hmm. they had some they had some games off. <laughs> there was a there was some uh some switches that happened on defense that was really like not food like we have today, but a mm-hmm. full buffet. <laughs> like nah,
0: yeah, that's why them old heads are not about switching. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. They, they are not. They're like, yo, do you realize what happens after you do that? <laughs> so, yeah, there's
1: there's no uh legitimate defender besides the one five that we have. That's the only one. Yes. Like whereas the the heat out there playing zone and completely comfortable with Gabe Vincent. Well, not really comfortable, but mm-hmm. comfortable enough with Gabe Vincent matching up on Jokic every now and then.
0: Hey, uh one last thing, and not the part to be talked about, but with nobody around. What's up with your 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 turp? Uh, Ugh. Stephon Diggs showing up. And Play it, the music.
1: Play what, what the music.
0: If, what did they have to talk out?
1: <laughs> Play all of the music. Thank you for your patience. A representative from the right time will be with you shortly. Your current hold time is fifteen seconds.
0: Here's the thing that got me about this: either he is all the way in the right about this, or he be tripping. And I say that because everybody's like, Yo, we love Stefan, we just need to talk some things out. Da da da. Either he right or they just like, come on, man, let's just let's just let's just get through. Let's just 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 get him back out here. Just get him back. You'll
1: never, you'll never know because he's so talented that you know what you do is <laughs> you don't want to, you can't tell somebody that talented, he's so important to what they do there. Like, you can't just outright be like, you wrong. I mean, I guess you could do that with some guys, but it don't strike me as he's the type of guy that you can be like, you wrong. Let's work through this. Some things happen. Let's figure it out.
0: Doug, he's so talented that I was reading the story about this, and they would talk about how in the first nine games last year, he had like 72 catches. uh, I forget for how many touchdowns. And then the last nine games, it dropped off to 47 catches. And I'm like, when your drop-off in nine games is 47 catches, you're doing all right, dog. Yeah, I you're mean. doing all right.
1: They still don't have a legitimate number two receiver. We thought it was going to be Gabe Davis. It didn't pop up. Like, the gap between him and any of their other offensive skill players is huge. They don't have a running game outside of Josh Allen scrambling and making it happen. And they didn't have a quarterback until he showed up there. So there are only a few players in this league that I think value comes anywhere close to a quarterback's value a good quarterback's value and he's one of those players and so while there's distractions and I always kind of bristle at the idea that coaches say we don't want any distraction this player is a distraction that's a distraction like we all live things happen that are much bigger distractions I've been on plenty of teams where guys have had serious things happening you know what you show up In your work, because that's football, and nobody is valuable enough to allow that distraction to get in the way. If that distraction gets in the way, you don't make it through college. You don't make it to the league. However, when you are valuable enough that your feelings actually matter,
0: yeah, that that could possibly be a distraction. Let me tell you something: that pressure in that division, we're literally either of those four teams could finish in first or finish in last. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, with, with small things, break, even with nothing breaking, like, everybody stays healthy the whole year. Any of those teams could finish in first. Well, except for the Patriots. That would be a very difficult thing for them to pull off. But they could all finish in last. Yeah.
1: I mean, the the Pats, I think, would be hard because of the quarterback situation. But it's possible that the quarterback situation is not as bad as we think it is right. because the coaching situation was so awful last year. Yeah. So they bring but in yeah. Bill O'Brien, they might figure it out.
0: You know how desperate all parties involved must be if DeAndre Hopkins is willing to play for Bill O'Brien again? Yeah. <laughs> he has a choice. He does not have to do this again, yeah. though he might because he wanted his money. Yeah. And the Patriots need him bad. And DeAndre, I don't practice Hopkins. I'd be very yeah. curious to see how that part goes over up there in the we all do the thing but if you go there you know what time it is yeah i mean i I haven't been at a
1: Patriots practice i've heard lots of things about how he's as hard on everybody as as he is on anybody which is all fine and good but if you get a player that's really good i I, i'd like to go back and look at these um at these randy moss practices because i suspect (laughs) that at a certain point maybe during training camp they was going all in with randy but at a certain point He's like, all right, Randy. Yeah, go ahead and take this period off.
0: Well, I'll note though: year one, all smooth. Year yeah. two, kind of weird because Brady didn't get hurt. Yeah. Year three, kind of figured it out. Year four, it all went, Randy. <laughs> it, it was it, it was time to go for all parties involved. But then I'll never forget it was that game with the Vikings before they let him go. But he lost the ball in the lights and it messed up or whatever. And then spent the after the post game. Hugging Bill Belichick like they was kin. Yeah. I was like, boy, that's a weird stuff going on in this whole Patriots, you know. But Randy, Randy look at coaches like daddies. Yeah. You know? So maybe it worked, maybe, maybe the approach we talk about worked for him.
1: Yeah, maybe. But I I I don't know. I can't think of a team that's more desperate. But they, Bill Belichick has never really behaved that way, as if he was desperate, which uh, looking at what they've been putting out there the last few years, he might need to change the way that he operates because y'all are a, a little bit desperate. He's coaching for his job, whether he realizes it or not. That's madness. Is it? I mean, I know what you're going to say, but it's just still hard for me to wrap my head around. I, I know that it's about what you are. I, I was going to say it's about what you are going to do is normally how people hire and, and pay. But it's also about the potential for what you can accomplish.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. And
1: I guess you could argue that he's lost that potential argument. But no one would argue that he's not the greatest coach of all time. No. So... It's going to take some – and they, they, they've they been, like, mediocre. They haven't been garbage. It's going to take some trash for me to move yeah. on from a guy like
0: that. I'd agree with you, boy. Landry, I mean, granted, Jerry Jones, he just bought the team, but mm-hmm. Tom Landry got fired. Everybody yeah. get it at some point. But with Kraft, he old, man. He, yeah. trying, to, he trying to get some more on the way out the door. And if he don't think for whatever reason, like, is the problem Bill Belichick? I find it highly unlikely. Could Bob Kraft think the problem is Bill Belichick? I don't know those people, but it's know? not
1: even it's not even about the problem. Sorry to cut you off, but it's also about the egos involved. Is if things are not going well, then Robert Kraft is within his right as the owner team to come in and ask some questions, make some suggestions, try to push things around. So, like I completely have, or I completely believe that he's within his rights and he should feel justified doing that. But the problem comes when the exact opposite position is just as justified, because if Kraft walk in his office and be like, hey, we got to sort some things out. Let's figure this out. Let's do something different. Yeah, you can do that. You're on the team. But Bill Belichick be like, I got six Super Bowls, dog. How about you get on my face? And that's where I think it go wrong. It's not even about them having success or failure. It's about both sides being justified and indignant about the conversation that could land at a point where I'm paying you. What is the reports like? Twenty million a year? I'm paying you twenty plus million dollars a year, and y'all can barely. Or you haven't been a Super Bowl competitor since you lost that quarterback. And then he's gonna say this franchise is worth at least a billion extra dollars because of me. Get your old ass
0: out my face. That's how it ends. I mean, this ended Jerry and Jimmy. Yep. And them boys was homies for 30 Way years. <laughs> for 30 years. That's and tight. not only did Jerry fire him, he hired his long standing tormentor to replace him. Still ain't put him in the ring of honor. <laughs> He has two nod that Jimmy's in the Hall of Fame, but he was adamant anybody could have won a championship. Translation, I was the coach.
1: Which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the translation. I was the coach. And Jimmy is so petty to this day. They say if you get on somewhere and start talking about whatever Jerry's side of the story is, Jimmy will text you screenshots of the contract to show that he was the one who had last say on what the roster was. The idea that that man has screenshots of a contract that he signed in 1989
1: could
0: uh, uh, tell you everything that you uh, need to know. He went and found that thing. Digitized. Uh, <laughs> gotta respect it. Gotta. <laughs> hey, different game, man. But that is Dominique Fossworth. Check him out on Get Up. Check him out on Anscape. Check him out on Debatable. And of course, check him out on the Dominique Fossworth show available where you are listening to this podcast. My man, I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. All right, man. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Uh Remember, hit the voicemail line 860-516-4119. We are releasing this right around Father's Day weekend. So it's time for you to tell us about that time you tried your pops. 860-516-4119. Dance Dancing Parker, always an Adicon handling everything behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow the right time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy.